This is CliffCentral.com. When does the show start? Just now. What's it called? The Just Now Comedy Podcast. Okay, and why do our guests cancel? Eric, Eric doesn't normally speak like that. Here's because, a question for you, uh, Jason Goliath. Do you mind yeah. if we steal you for eight minutes? Done, let's go. Do you have a meeting at? Uh, I got a meeting at 10. Okay, this is a different show. I just want to warn you. There's no ghost clips. I'm not going to ask you, I'm not going to ask you about comedy at all. I'm going to ask you a question. Yeah, yeah. I want you to give me an honest answer. Done. When go. I was 10 years old. Yes, sir. Um, it was 1980. Yeah. Um, you were 10 in 1980? Yes. You can't be 10 years older than me, Dave. I am. God damn it. Wiser and smarter. That's a lie. <laughs> That's cuckold. <laughs> That's cuckold. So I want you to finish the sentence. Yeah. And you can all do this. Yeah. Um, I realized that the other, the other night because yeah. when I was 10 years old, a boy called Dylan invited me to his house to come mm. and see something that I'd never seen before. Oh, yeah. What was it? Mm. Um, finish the sentence. His mama titties? No. His mama titties. That's like one word, hey. Yeah. It's not with a, with a, with a S. He invited me <laughs> yeah, to his house to come I, see. I, I Look, listen. I was a kid to see my friend's mama titties. That out. was the best, hey. I did, I remember yeah. Mark's house. We all went there yeah. to swim. And he thought he had the greatest friends. And all no. we were waiting for is his mama titties. It was hot enough for his mom to come home from work. And yeah. she'd have like a lunchtime swim. Yeah. <sighs> nothing, nothing wrong with the hot mom. I... <laughs> Stifler thought he was the first to be We beat So you're wrong. You're wrong. Just so okay. when I was 10 years old, um, yeah. he invited me to his house to look at something yeah. that I'd never seen before. Okay. What was it, Robin? Was it an iguana? No, it wasn't. Good answer. <laughs> Why is an iguana? <laughs> it was a bearded dragon. That was his, <laughs> his mom. <laughs> what was it? it was, must have been born. Must no, have 10 been. years old. Born. 10 years old, yeah. Like that's when you start. A magazine, yeah. yeah. No, 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 remember, I'm from Springs. Eh? Reichapak, they start coming at nine, my friend. Reichapak, Eric has been. My first porn was. 11 years experience, my friend. Eric was like, I was that guy. That's. The guy called Gary Young, his dad had a pack of Playboys, like so obviously hidden under the bed. If you're a dad, where do you hide your Playboys? Like the rules are, they must be under the bed. Under the bed, on the They must be in a drawer. What's nice about Gary's dad's Playboys, they were under the, they had a drawer and he had like a drawer under the bed. Yeah. Well, they, were they, were they in so chronological order? So yeah, for, for sure. But what's nice <laughs> is because it springs, yeah, he says, come look here, come look here. He opens the drawer. There's a gun, a nine mil, um, a whole lot of other stuff as well, like his golf equipment yeah, and yeah, then yeah. the Playboys. So he opens the drawer and says, check at this. So I'm looking, I'm like, what am I looking am at? Because yeah. first of all, I don't know what a Playboy is. Yeah. Yeah. And also they weren't available in this country. So obviously you had to be from England or America to get yeah, them here. Yeah. So I'm looking at the gun. I'm like, are you gonna shoot me? <laughs> <laughs> Are we gonna have a wank and then shoot each other? I don't. And then he, he shows me his playboys, and it was quite weird. Uh, your male sexual stuff is planted into you from then already, like what it is that you like or what it, you just either know it or you don't. So yeah. It, and yeah. now it's now I think it's 1979. Lots of pubes. You pubes, not me. The people in the magazine. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "What nine year old was this?" Like, I'm from, I'm from Springs, Jason. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's listen, we got Portuguese and Greek at the same time. Just all the pubes. Okay, the when pushy. I was eight years old, when I was ten years old, this is what this is what I invited to his house to look at was a microwave. Like I'd never seen this thing, even, dude. We colored people only got microwaves in <laughs> 1990. Yeah, in the we 90s, there was no microwaves. 1980. Your yeah. food got cold, hardy boy. Oh yeah, yeah. You're on the stove, You'd never seen a microwave until you were ten. No, they hadn't. They only came to the uh, country in 1980. Oh, shit, I'm thinking, mm. but I was ten and I, but no. um, and like he puts way and the, younger. The weird thing is, guess what this is? So now there's two of us. We stand there, and we honestly couldn't figure yeah. out what it it's was. It's a TV. So yeah, it's a TV, but with a plate in it. Yeah. So he takes a, he takes a, he takes coffee and water, puts it in show. a cup, and puts it in the thing. And it was almost like he was doing magic. He put the coffee yeah. in the microwave, put it on for 30 seconds, and this thing pinged, and he said, "Yeah, have it." So yeah. not only am I drinking coffee at the age of 10 yeah, at this strange man's house, but I'm watching this magical thing happen. <laughs> Dude, I remember when we but got that, a that sort of feeling. Well. When yeah. lost, did you feel like that? Were you honestly outside yourself, going, "What just happened?" And that's missing, really. Ah, no, this past weekend. JFL, JFL, and this past weekend I mean, at the Saturday club, was man. Pretty the cool, last, yeah. the last couple. Well, that's what I want to talk about. That's why I hijacked you from the other yeah, comedy, yeah, the yeah. other, the other comedy podcast. Yeah, apparently. Okay, so this one's called. This one is a real podcast. I just yeah. want to say. Cool. So, uh, all right, How many real. people listen to this? We're, we're, the nice thing is that uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're up to twelve now. Nice. You know what happened? One of Double my, figures. Got, uh, just before you, before you, because yeah. we do all the real stuff. But yeah. how was? How was? Just for laughs. Just for last was the best week of my life. It, I know it's cliche to say it, Dave, but how did that get? How did that come about? Because I saw Rabin and I saw Ryan there. 
Yeah. You know what I like? That they're on either sides of the table. They're still not talking to each other. No, but they, they, what was nice was I think that that brought them together. So it, you know, got the guys to hang out. And, and also talk. I think. And what I like about those, about, I mean, I don't like speaking about, you know, this is, this is now personal business, but, um, they, they brothers, man. Yeah. You know, they, well, they love, it, they love each other first and argue with each other second. I think that's how all families And I think are. it's business. You know what I mean? Yeah, but they also, they also, it's all love and respect. Like, but don't you think that they're so powerful that they should actually be working together? Rabin is an incredible. No, um, I I don't. I, I mean, I I kind of am very conscious of how lucky I am with my family's mm-hmm. dynamic that I can work with my sister. Um, but it's also you must remember my sister and I have uh, a, the same objective, but we want to play different roles in achieving the objective. Yeah. Whereas they want to play in the same space. And once you have, and that's why I think the old saying, you know, don't do business with family, comes from because if you if you both have the same objective and you both want to play the same role. So, you, you know, so I want to be on stage and Kate doesn't want to be on stage. My sister has, has no inclination to perform. Um, but, but, you know, she, she studied PR. That's what she wants. She always wanted to, to, to be involved in the, in, you know, in the industry in that way. So we're that achieving the same that thing. That yeah, yeah, we're achieving the same thing, but, you know, we have very differentiated roles within the business. And, and, and a lot of families kind of get together and then eventually somebody's got to be the boss and then somebody else says, but why am I not the boss? <laughs> and then somebody gets stabbed. Um, it's, <laughs> so different it's, with my family. <laughs> yeah, but, so that's the. But how did it come about? Because when I see, if I see Ryan there, I know that there's. Because it's it's just for Laughs Africa. That's what they're going to call it. Well, well. So Rabin Hardwith is the festival director for J- for JFL Africa, which is very exciting. So JFL comes to Durban uh, next year for their their first their first African fest, um, which is great. And and Rabin kind are of are they going to go in other African countries? I, I that's definitely the plan. That's that's definitely the plan is to is to kind of you know move move through Africa and and I think South Africa is definitely the gateway, particularly from a, a comedic point of view. Um, and, and Ryan Harduth is, uh, I mean, he's South Africa, he's Trevor Noah's manager locally, um, manages a couple of acts and, um, he's, he's kind of been in, so, so Rabin has been working on bringing JFL to Africa. Ryan has been working on taking Africa to JFL. Okay. And I love that, you know, so, so okay, it's, it's, they, cool. they, they're completely different lanes, um, yet both have a very similar purpose and will end up having a lot of crossovers and working together, but playing in completely separate spaces. Well, I mean, Rabin took, uh, guys to Edinburgh in 2012 already. Yes. And was involved and he's got his, his Clarence comedy festival. Yes. They to so do. the experience is And there. he's, he gets invited to these festival, um, the back end of it, from yeah. the completely non, um, tinsel celebratory yeah. side. That's a, that's the, the hard work the side. Part, and it's yeah. big because he's dealing in rants. And it's hard to go to these things because oh, he so has to tough, fight dude. himself. It's so tough. Oh. So, so Ryan, so we got, we got, we went and, uh, three of us, so we went in a big group. There's a lovely contingent of, of South Africa. There, there was like 12 of you. Uh, in total, I think, yeah. Amazing. And, and it was, it was fantastic. Just all these, all these South Africans mingling with the biggest acts in the world. But, uh, Luisa Madinga, Robbie Collins, and I, of course, got to perform and shoot specials for uh, Kevin Hart's new LOL network, which is great. Uh, not not the, available the, the, in South Africa. Network that you just mentioned now. So you're saying LOL? That's that's just been launched. Yeah. You, Kevin, yeah. Kevin, you met Kevin. Kevin Hart, Hart watched me perform, guys. That's I've so not only I not, not only did he pay for me to go to Canada, wow. um, but he, and pay me to perform, but he yeah. stood and watched me tell my jokes. And that is just such a, you know, you got it. So it's, it's, it's to be, to have been commissioned by Kevin Hart for a, for a special is a big deal in my life. Um, but whenever I speak to you, there's it. amazing things happening. And someone says to me, is, is Jason Gillard uh-huh. just lucky? This and I said, no, bro, this guy attracts these things because he wakes up in the morning and says, this is what's going to happen cute. today. Kevin Hart's going to come watch me do comedy. And it's I don't mad. doubt that you never said those words. It's madness. I, 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 I probably, I said I want to perform with him. I have <laughs> to be on, be on. Then I saw a photo of you, of you guys with, uh, with, who else was there? There was, Chris Rock. I, 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 I that is Tony Chris Rock. Rock. Chris, Chris Rock. So I got interviewed mm. as, as part of this, this show. The, the spin-off show is a little, a little docky series with, uh, Tony, Tony Rock as the, as the presenter who's super, super cool. Also a huge comedian in his, in his own right. But, uh, I think the biggest deals for me with like people that I saw with my own eyes, top three, uh, cause you must remember it's like, it's, I mean, it's, it's comedy heaven. It's the, oh. it's the Olympics of It was comedy. the, it was the original so the, fest the as well. The best of their best, of the best are there. I saw, uh, number one, uh, I saw Jim Carrey with my own eyes, guys. I saw doing, him. doing, com- doing stand up again. No, no, I saw him receiving. He did a, he did a talk right. on, on a new series that he's doing, which, which I didn't get to go to because I was performing, but, um, he received, uh, uh, the Lifetime Achievement Award, which is a huge deal from the festival. 
Um, I saw Cedric the Entertainer. I saw Nicholas wow. shake his hand. I didn't get to shake his hand. Nicholas Kalai shook his hand, which was a big deal. I was like, oh, my God, that's Cedric the Entertainer. And, of course, the highlight for me, Kevin Hart, um, who just – and I was just – of the three guys that performed on the different nights of, of the specials that they were filming, uh, Kevin only watched my show. So I was so lucky, you know, <laughs> out of the three, I was like – but the other guys did get to go and watch Seinfeld, which I missed because we were performing at the same time. Wow. So it was – but that's how big the festival is. Yeah. Imagine – so you got to choose, hmm, do I go and perform on a, on a LOL network? Work special which will put my comedy like around the globe or go and watch Seinfeld which is like a lifelong dream and ambition you know what I mean it's like those are what wonderful choices so you perform <laughs> make, you know I, do, I do, does Kevin Hart and those guys understand a South African dynamic of our, what we're trying to do here do they he's been here well he's he's been here and I spent a lot of time with his with his director the guy that puts all his specials together he brought you know directed his, his shows in, in in South Africa and they loved South Africa they loved the scene um, and uh, I, I definitely think they'll be back. But you know, I was I was backstage with Trevor Noah the other night, and uh, see, even that's a cool thing. A, st- yeah, yeah. 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 Well, what's cool is I was backstage at my at comedy my club, club in Melrose Arts because he did a, he just he just popped in to do a to do a surprise performance and warm up for his his, his shows at the Dome this week. Oh, and uh, he said to me, "Just do you know?" So it was the beginning of the second half, and he says to me backstage, "Just go and do five minutes, just so I can hear the rhythm of the audience, you know, just so I can make sure because this is my first gig back in back in South Africa, and I just want to get a, get a feel for them. So just just be rough with them a little bit, just so I can I can get a feel." And then he goes, "Because you know, I'm normally playing in the Champions League, and now I've got to play in the in the Premier League, so you know, there's a different rhythm to those." Sure. So, that, so then I made make a joke with Trevor, and I go, "Yeah, you normally play in the Champions League, and this is the Vela League, which is our second division <laughs> league." Yeah. yeah, and he goes, "No, no, no, my friend," with a with a very stern. No, 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 my friend. You and I both know that uh, this is the Premier League. This is not Mvela. And the South African comedy is 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 huge worldwide in terms of our competence, wow. in terms of in terms of sure, our ability nice, to, to 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 make people laugh. And I think it just comes from the fact that our perspectives and stories are so fresh that uh, you know people people find us very engaging and and we tell our stories very differently to first world. Uh, based yeah. comedians. If you go to New York and uh, Robin just come from there, a lot of yeah. the comedians are on the same vein. Hundred percent. They let, come up there and they talk about yeah. the tourists, they talk about the foreigners, yeah. and, and you're like, come on, there's got to be something else. Same and, vein. Uh, we are forced at Poppies and, and yeah. Chris Kitchener's. Eric did a set and he talked about locusts yeah. coming in, in the plague. Then you can't talk about that. But you come up there and you talk about your shoes or you talk about yep. something else. Those things force us to do that. So we and, we and are in a, in a little bit of a golden phase, but we, that's actually bullshit because 17 years ago we did. Yeah, I you know, Dave, I, I kind of agree and I disagree, but there there are reasons that that you know South African comedy will naturally take longer to to kind of take off than than in a first world country. So I mean, I did a thing in in uh, in Hungary earlier this year, and I went in there kind of ignorant, expecting their their comedy industry to be you know terrible, but they are flying. The guys yeah. are selling out. I mean, the, the 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 owner of a comedy club there, the biggest comedy club there, is sold out. Uh, you can't buy a ticket for three months, seven days a week. You cannot, wow. you cannot, cannot. He's, he's brilliant. He's, he's excellent. He's, and he's got two clubs in the same building and the same story applies. And what he's done is, and this is the difference between third world and first world. First world countries generally, most of them have a strong theater culture where people go out and watch uh, live performances of sorts. Where South Africans, uh, because of our history, there's not a massive live theater culture. So theater is suffering um, in South Africa at the moment, as are a lot of live productions. And uh, with us, we, 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 we kind of creating a market. We're not converting a market yeah. that was already used Brand to you know, watch and celebrate. So it's, it's to go 17 years. You can't compare that 17 years to 17 years in, in New York, for example. Do you think it's, it's also because of… People don't have money to spend on entertainment. No, that's not the case. I, I don't think so. If you, if, you know, people are out. If you, if you, thirty-six thousand people are watching Trevor at a cheapest ticket of, of four hundred rand this week. You know what I mean? So you, you can't. You, it's, it's a cop out to go. People don't have money. Yeah. It's, it's literally the fact that a people don't know how to access stand-up comedy yet. Yeah. Um, and, and, and once people understand how to access it, and then that those experiences ki- kind of start getting out there. I think that I think that we'll definitely we'll definitely do a lot do a lot better. But it's still an exciting time to be a comedian and we've got to look yeah. at the positive of that because you go to these, 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 you know, you go to New York, you go to London and there are thousands of comedians mm. trying to get you, yeah, trying you to get into your space. We're here, here you can jump on, you know, you, you want to do comedy, you could probably be on stage in the next two weeks where in most places in the world, that's a very, very difficult thing. And, I, and I'm talking about a proper spot, not, not two o'clock in the morning. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm talking about you could, you could probably be on a big show if you really wanted it that, not a big show, but a, a big stage. Yeah. Um, and, and, and we've got to take advantage of that. 
No, that is a big difference. I'm thinking about 17 years ago, they weren't places. 100%. So that alone. And also, you know, what you're talking about, that backstage conversation. So many questions we get asked as comedians. What do you yeah. guys do when you get there? You, you must be crazy, wild, yeah. chicks, drugs. Blah, blah. And in fact, those conversations I have more often yeah. than the crazy, stupid ones. 100%. And I've been, I've been stopped in my tracks by a young, I'll say something. Yeah. And a young comic will say to me, actually, no, Dave, you know what? People do know you or they, they correct you. In, and yes. I, I like the fact that, Trevor could have giggled at that, saying, yeah. ah, no, 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 you he, guys could have punched each other in sort of a boyish he, way. And he, he said, hang on a second. That, that and it was I nice. Understand what he's, what and he's. you fully, you didn't feel um, chastised. You didn't feel no. like you were shitting on you. No, you I went, hang on a minute. You. I was this like, right. No, and I was also, I felt foolish for making a bad joke because I no. know and I preach what he's, what he was kind of saying. No. It's not like, uh, you know, I mean, I'm an advocate. How many for, guys for can call you out there in comedy? There's so many times when I do it and someone does call me out and I'm like, damn, I didn't expect that. Yeah. It comes from, Proper left field. Yeah, but Richelieu I'm not Benoit. like you. You you don't think before you speak. You have <laughs> why the hell am I doing this? <laughs> that's exactly why you have the comedy podcast after the big, the big breakfast show, Dave. That's why you are you are because you know what I mean. Thanks. Are you listening to this? Thing? Yeah, no, it's a true. No, this is where he goes. This guy. Yeah, okay, I know what you mean. Yeah, but but you're amazing. I mean, I still I credit you as the greatest comedy mind of South African history. You, you not the mouth. South African I want to be the greatest comedy mouth. If you no, but that. you know what I mean. You see, and that's the problem. You just you, Dave can't make you. You'll start making a stew, and Dave will throw curry powder in the thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's Dave. And, Acha, and we love just, you for it. The other voice, the other voice can hear is Robin Dunlop. By the way, just before people okay, get confused, um, she she joined us because uh, today Brandon is getting divorced again. No man, properly. <laughs> he's in the high co- again. So he, between last month and this okay. month, he got married again, and he's getting divorced again. Yes. No, no, properly. It's, it's a, quite a pro- it's quite a thing. It's a process. process. Yeah. So I thought it was because he said, "I'm signing the papers. I'm done." No, they, so they it's signed, like, oh, they sign the papers that put you in again. the mood, and then they do the thing. So if you want to, they sign the papers to put you in the mood, <laughs> and then so I was going to phone him at the do high court, like but I don't have the connecty thing for my phone. Oh fuck it, yes. So Brandon's not here. So Robin's joining us. Nice. Yes. Robin's, what I do like about the perspective is Robin's starting out and she's yeah. got all those stories to tell about what it's like to start out. And that yeah. perspective is needed. Because so many people we speak to, the, we get these guys here, this guy's been here this long, we talk to Mel Miller, we talk to you, and there's all these stories on here. And I want to know that the young comic that's listening yeah. has that perspective. Because I've forgotten what it's like. I think it's tough. I think I've it's I've forgotten hard what it's to like to be an owner. Now to start doing yeah. comedy is probably the most difficult thing ever. Yeah, most difficult than it's ever been. I still yeah. think it's easier than a lot of, than a lot of markets, but. But also these, you know, these, Dave, these, you know, these, these young ladies are writing hard. They are performing brilliantly. I, I must be honest that, you know, I watch, I watch some of these guys perform these, and, and I'm just like, mm, I don't want to go after you. That's, that's some serious. Uh, Eric, Eric is, Eric is, Eric is one of them. I mean, I, I, I I've watched, I've watched Eric Blossom. Um, you know, fortunate, been fortunate enough to work very closely with him and, uh. Um, Blossom, just remember that. We're looking for sponsors. Say that again. Yeah, Blossom. <laughs> yeah. I've watched Eric Clover Eric, so well. Eric, Eric. Yeah. I watched Eric Nando's very good. Yeah, but I think there's also credit to what you're saying about the South African audiences and comedy. He has a very different scale. Yeah. Because I thought, oh, I started in New York and I did open mics there and I was doing a couple bar shows and stuff. And then I got back here and I was like, it's so different. Like, you sit it's there in a room with 15 comedians watching you, not giving a shit what you think. Nope. And then you come here and you on stage with a real audience. Every stage time I've had since being back, it's a real audience and they're there to laugh. Yeah. But they don't pity laugh. No. Not they, a fucking pity laugh for South Africans, anything. South Africans can't wait to celebrate your victories and your losses. Yeah. Like South Africans, they sometimes sometimes they want one person to be cuck in a show. They don't want yeah. like a full win. And they also, you know they also they take, they they take on a lot of yeah. um, emotional yeah. stuff. I came out once and I did an Indian accent. Yeah. And the guy right in the front said, don't, don't be... A cliche, not racist. Oh. Don't. That's a cliche, yeah. and it's um, stereotypical. Yeah. So I, I said, okay, well, let's, instead of backing down, I said, well, let's talk about it then, because yeah. where else in the world? Imagine watching Shakespeare, and a guy stands up and says, so it was so lacquer that the guy engaged with me. Now I could have done the full heckler treatment. Uh, can I just can mm. I just say that not everybody can do what Dave Levinson can do. Um, <laughs> Don't try this when somebody, when somebody heckles you if you're a new comic out there, shut up and keep telling your jokes. Yeah. Go to Dave Levinson is yeah. Dave Levinson is from the future. He's been sent to teach us how to deal with heckling. But it was, it was a, t- a point in the show yeah. what Robin's saying where it could have gone either way. Yeah. That the whole audience went they kind of breathed yeah, because you, at the moment we're in a racial 
thunderstorm like this. Yeah. So when he said that stereotype, and I said, okay, well, let's talk about this then. Let's go for it. Let's talk about accents. Let's find out why accents exist. Let's yeah. go for it. And I had his whole table against me, and in 10 minutes later, we were all buddies again. Yeah. And I felt that was a victory. But you had that doesn't happen in America. To, you had the experience to confront mm-hmm. it. And, and, and I, I, think that you, I think that you're wrong. I think that it, it, it could happen to you in America, and your South African experience would help you would do help. exactly the you same thing. You just got to trust it. Um, and what I found, for example, is, is when I went on, I, I was able Who to was change, in the audience? to change the it, Canadians mostly, yeah. um, Canadians mostly, and I mean there's Canadians and 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 tourists that love comedy. You know, it's a, it's a did you, you didn't want to patronize them, but you kind of have to explain what you're going to say first before you did it, or did you do it the other way around? You you know what I've what I've realized is you know you know people are intelligent, so I slowed down a little bit because my accent is new to their palate. Um, so they, you know, take a little bit. Just yeah, to people get, don't realize you have an, ear, and I speak, an ear palate. Yeah, and I speak very quickly when I'm on stage. Um, and and all I all I had to do was just change the references, you know. So I I I, I chose content and subject matter that they would kind of uh, be able to relate to. And I think that as comedians, our job is hard enough to go on and perform to an audience that have no reference point to what you're speaking about is a stupid thing. Doesn't matter how yeah. funny the the material is. Did you find that they gave you that difficult. space, or did they fully go, "Come on, make us laugh"? Like clown, dude. This is a big show, so you know mm. how it is. It's easier to perform yes. in a bigger show. They, they're keen. Yeah. They're there from for a, from the a show. Scale point of view. I mean, it was the, the the production was just mammoth and beautiful. So the audience was kind of up for it. And they did they, they have a they, normal they normal host? Was all about. Did you come on call? Um, well, they had a guy to warm up. They had a warm up, and then just voice of God hosting. You know, just okay. kind of bringing it, bringing bringing us on. But it was what is what is interesting for me um, was being on a full lineup. Where everybody can punch, you know what I mean. So, so we we have, and I think that we also in the habit of structuring our lineups that way, where you know we have kind of a, a, a hierarchy, strong uh, per half, thing, you is. know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. And and on that show there were eight acts, and everybody could box. Like it's I pretty was, much like that road show that they have the BBC. What's it? The um the Apollo. Yes. Every single act comes on there. The host job is done. Smashes it. Oh. So so I was. I mean, it was it was great for me to watch. Um, and it was also, there was a point where I had to, you know, I, I, so I was sixth on the ball, um, and, and I watched act number one come out and struggle, who I'd watched destroy at a warm up kick. Okay. So, so Dwayne Perkins, I don't know if you've heard yes, you know, Yeah, so Dwayne he's Perkins. Been, he's been here. He has been here. So, so Dwayne Perkins goes up. I'd watched him the night, performed with him the night before, and he stole the show. Yeah. Um, then I watch him do the same set, and that's the thing with comedies, is don't think just because you did well mm. last night in a, a huge list. Even in the same room, entirely, yeah. there's a different audience, don't assume. He's and very I watch slick. him he's do very, incredibly he's very well. Charming. You know what I liked about him? Is, is slick, charming, but he's also consummate in the sense that, watched him both nights, night one he kills, night two, by audience standards, he doesn't have mm. a great show at all. But he performs like he's killing it because he understands recording. So he understands that if you're filming a set, um, and as a comedian, this was such a big lesson for me. Do not, if you're filming, remember that you're doing it for the world. Um, so, you know, in edit, you can, you can bump the laugh tracks yes. up and make it enjoyable. But he knows his set so well that he performed it with the timing as if it was a huge, a huge set. So it was great for him. And, and he leaves kind of the impact of the bad set in the room and the, 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 the you know, the, the, the DVD or whatever it is, the, the special will look with great. The Doing, they were filming a special. Yeah. Do you think maybe the audience felt that they looked around and went like, oh, yeah, I don't think he's talking to us. No, I I don't think so at all. It was just that he was early on in the show, mm. and and I think the audience hadn't warmed up yet. Um, and I think he missed a beat. You know, with comedy, if you miss a beat, your second line it yeah. can it can throw yeah. you off. You yeah. saw, you remember my five uh, five and twenty? Yes. <laughs> twenty and five. Yes. Yeah. Whatever yes. that thing's Every, called. I think you drove to Cape Town immediately after. <laughs> no appointments. Just <laughs> don't I need come. to get as far <laughs> away from the ocean as possible. Robin, see lots of water. Did you not see my picture the other night? Someone I found a mermaid blanket. Oh, did Someone you? had knitted. They didn't make them nice. Yeah, so obviously crazy. in Benoni. And I put it on and I, and I said, did you get it? I saw it, yeah. yeah it was a proper, you, it's I for watching TV Eric. in and you get, and you can have a little flap at the end. Poor Eric. But I gotta, I gotta, I gotta Listen, go. you must go. So I, I'm gonna play, we'll play. Thank you for, go. thank for being come, here. Come to my, come to my one man show, guys. Uh, What's it called? 18th and 19th. It's the live series presents Jason Goliath. It's 18th and 19th at, uh, at, at Goldry City next weekend. Um, it's my debut one-man show. I'm going to put my heart on stage, and I promise you I'm going to make you laugh. Come check it out. That's at the Lyric. Tickets at Compu Ticket from 110 bucks. 18th and 19th of August. That's it. Jason, thanks. And you know what? I, I want people to know, although this is a comedy podcast, yeah. I dig the seriousness. Yeah. I want that yeah. background information. I want The fact that you went to Canada, people wouldn't 
people would never speak about that five years Dude, ago. It's a it's an invite only. I can't explain it, man. I still can't <laughs> believe that I've been there. I've been there. You know, I've filmed. I filmed. What is it like coming back and you sit in the car and you go, "What the fuck just happened?" That's literally what's what's. But but luckily, so I come back and then that weekend, Trevor pops into two of our shows, <laughs> um, and then you know the amazing this, yeah. this continues. Week, this week I'm doing crazy stuff. Then you just kind of go, yo yo yo. This I think the highlight of life. all of this is that you were on this podcast and you got to just be yourself. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yes, yes, Dave. Guys. Yes, Dave Chappelle. <laughs> no. <laughs> Actually, no. All right. Love you. Enjoy. Thank enjoy you, this Jason. Today. Happy Bye, weekend. Jason. Yes, Thanks for spending some time with us. Eric and Goliath. Stay out of the water. See you yeah. <laughs> Thanks for <laughs> stay out of the water. Thanks for just being here, Jason, because normally we phone you and you really sound bad. You, uh, have you got all your stuff? Thank you very much. We, I do want to play something now as he leaves. Um, I found uh, Samuel L. Jackson doing a... A review or telling people what Game of Thrones is. And I don't know if people have heard it or whatever. I don't give a no, fuck. I've never heard it's this, but this is like it's going to be. You can, we'll just Super talk amongst fire. ourselves um, and then we're just going to play the, uh, the thing. Okay, newbie, we've only got a few minutes and a lot to cover, so listen up. <laughs> the first thing you need to know about this world is no, not dragons. Fuck those dragons. Focus. The seasons in this place last a ridiculously long time. So when we start this, everyone has just come out of a long, long summer. So let's just say they ain't too happy about winter coming. Winter is coming. Winter is coming. Winter is coming. Stop that. You're making me uncomfortable. Over in Westeros, Lord Eddard Stark, a.k.a. Ned, is asked by his friend, the king, Robert Baratheon, to be the hand of the king, a.k.a. right-hand man. Ned doesn't want to go, but that's his boy. So he uproots his family and heads to King's Landing. Knight's family, right? Don't get attached. I'm just saying. Over on Essos, the exiled children of House Targaryen want King Robert dead and the throne back in their family. Before Robert, it belonged to their father, the Mad King, who tried to burn everybody in the kingdom to a crisp with wildfire until this motherfucker killed him. Now, he's the king's brother-in-law, the queen's twin brother. Put a pin in that. Because that's important. Now, Daenerys Targaryen gets married off to Khal Drogo, leader of the Dothraki, in exchange for using their badass army to take the throne back. At least, that was the plan. Oh, and she got some eggs as a gift. Beautiful, right? Okay, now, the last place you need to know about is this 300-mile-long, 700-foot-high ice wall. The Night's Watch defend the wall against their sworn enemies, the Wildlings. But that's not the only thing they need to worry about. And some time has passed now, and all hell is broken loose because of some things I don't have time to explain. <laughs> Just know that in all seven of the kings of the Westeros, peacetime is done. Benito. Everybody thinks they should sit on the Iron Throne. This guy, this guy, this guy too. But the guy who's on the throne now is the heir. He's not exactly humble about it either. The king can do as he likes. People doubt the legitimacy of his right to the throne because his uncle and mom, the queen, are a little too close. Come on, baby. Let's do it tonight. Remember those lovely eggs? Well, Danny found a way to hatch them. And yes, you guessed it. Three little dragon babies. Oh, oh they're so cute. Over on that big ice wall, Jon Snow, Ned's illegitimate son, and the rest of the Night's Watch are really getting worried about the wildlings on the other side. And these motherfuckers are cold. Which is why everybody should be worried about this long-ass winter coming, but instead are too busy fighting. <laughs> Meanwhile, Danny's dragons finally got bigger. Oh, relax. Not that much. She still needs an army if she wants that throne. So she heads over to Slaver's Bay to try and get one. Nobody seems to have any idea that the White Walkers are about to wipe out everybody. The Seven Kingdoms, the Wildlings, everybody. The only one with a clue aside from Jon Snow seems to be her. This war of five kings means nothing. Meanwhile, this jerk is still on the Iron Throne. So right now, House Lannister is winning this game. If you want justice, you've come to the wrong place. And the only reason they're winning is the wealthy house Tyrell is backing them. So this asshole has to marry her to fuse the families together. So, what happened to all the Starks, you ask? Well, let me tell you, they're not doing so well. 
Rob, his wife, and his mother, well, let's just say some wedding invitations you should decline. Sansa's stuck in King's Landing with this motherfucker, and Arya teams up with this scary-looking dude to survive. Bran, Bran tripping. Meanwhile, nobody's paying attention to Danny, who did pretty well for herself. The dragons are even bigger and can now do some serious damage. She's got thousands of followers and 8,000 of the baddest soldiers in the land. Now that's formation. But she's not the only one who has an army, see? The White Walkers, the scary motherfuckers, they got one too. The Night Watch is trying the best they can to stop them. And remember what I said about winter a few minutes ago? It's almost here, and still ain't nobody ready. Even though they've been saying winter's coming for four seasons now. And Cersei thinks she's a good leader, but she ain't. She's pretty much Marie Antoinette in this whole situation. Uh-huh, the people, you think I care? So the people turn against the leaders and turn to religion. A dangerous one. As for the Starks, well, Arya's working on her revenge dance, and Jon Snow is still with the Night's Watch defending the wall. So, let's look at the wall again, shall we? Remember, Jon knows that the White Walkers, a.k.a. Army of the Dead, are coming. And being the good guy that he is, decides to try and save the Wildlands from getting wiped out. The Night's Watch aren't exactly thrilled about this idea, but Jon doesn't care. He's the Lord Commander, and they have to do as they're told. And remember that other battle John fought? We didn't have time to show you? <laughs> That's nothing. <laughs> nothing compared to... Man, listen. Trust me. I wish I had time to show you this battle, but it is sick. <laughs> anyway, back to Danny. More power, more problems. She's having trouble controlling everybody. The former slaves, the masses, these guys with the masks... Even her dragons ain't fans of hers right now. And what's worse, before, nobody even knew she had dragons and she wasn't a threat. Now everybody knows she had dragons. And right about now, she could use some solid advice as to what to do next. I am the gift. He is Tyrion. Sure, he's a Lannister and he's a Lush, but hey, don't hold that against him. You're going to advise me. Now, let's check in on the Stark kids one more time. Sansa can't catch a break and is now stuck in the worst relationship of her life with this dickhead. As for Arya, a girl has decided to boost her skill set by becoming no one. And out of nowhere, Jon Snow's men show him just how much they didn't appreciate risking their lives to try and save the wildlings. And of course, we all know what happened next because it was huge. Huge! Oh, you don't, huh? Wait, what? What? Sorry, folks. We run out of time. Shame. 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 Because all of this is nothing compared to what we didn't have a chance to get into. The backstabbing, the lying, the cheating, the parts that'll make you feel uncomfortable. Parts that will break your heart. Epic battles. I mean, you need to see it for yourself. You really do. And, uh, huh? What? Yes, yes. Okay, yeah, yeah, yes. We have dragons. After all that, you're still stuck on these fucking dragons? Okay, you want to see a dragon, motherfucker? Mm. All right, here you go. Here you fucking go. You happy now? The reason why I'm playing that is I'm going to invite some people and they're going to explain this flipping Game of Thrones to me. So I'm thinking of getting Victoria in. Are you a Game of Thrones <laughs> Ah, no, nah, I don't watch Game of Thrones either. Yeah, I don't watch Game of Thrones. I just don't get it. And it's I not that I don't get it. I understand it's great. It's really well filmed and done. How cool is that, that HBO phones and get Samuel L. Jackson That's to come and explain cool. it without... It's it's not that he did it at home and he's thinking. They get him to explain According it to people. To do, yeah. That makes sense to me. According to he, what he thinks it is. No, he does it. Oh, They've got a script. It. It's oh. proper done. It's yeah. HBO vetted. Vetted. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But something else. News. You, Mr. Eric Janssen. Yes. Um... You were, you were at the Goliath Club in Trevor Noah just pitched Oh, up. yeah, I was there. Just talk, us, the talk us through Because there's a lot of Trevor, let's call it Trevor, I mean, is it Beatlemania? Beatlemania. <laughs> Can we call it Trevor or Trevormania? Noamania? Noamania? Um, Trevormania? <laughs> so, hang on. So, Robin, you were there too? Yes. At the Goliath Club? Yes. Just chilling? Yes. Just there? 
Just having a glass of wine <laughs> on the stairs. That's why they didn't ask you because you bought. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, carry on, carry on. So, so, okay, so you worked no, there on that night. You were, were you working? You remember it? I was four glasses of wine down oh. when you got on stage, and I was like, "Oh my god, it's Trevor!" <laughs> and everyone was like, he "Where was, the fuck have you been?" Was four lines in. We all knew this. So, where were you sitting? Were you working? Uh, yeah, no, I was up and down in the club. I was just walking around doing my thing. Uh, I knew. From the previous Monday, previous Sunday, so that he was coming, that he was coming. Okay, yeah. cool. And you kept that under your hat. I had to. I couldn't tell no. anybody. I told my parents. I told my parents. I told my brother. And then he's like, "Shit, I have to be in Cape Town, so I'm not even going to be able to see him." But it's fine. And then my dad was like, "Yeah, no. If I if I can come through, I'll come through. Is that cool with you?" So I'm like, "Ah, by all means, man. We'll organize your ticket for Sunday because Saturday's your dad. Out. Yeah. So he got to see my Trevor. dad. Got to see Trevor. Well, me and Trevor, but he didn't really care. Yeah. But, on, but then you did your. I set. was on. Yeah, I was on. But that's so cool. I was, I, I don't even, know. I was even that's to, yeah, man. Yeah, Fuck yeah, you. That doesn't matter that Trevor was on. Trevor, Trevor closed for you. Yeah. 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 So, uh, he got there just after just nine. Just a tight two hour close. When last did your dad see you do comedy? You, uh. On that sort of format. Because Goliath is a lacquer club. It's oh, no. Yeah. It's, it's, it's. No, no, no. You saw me at Goliath, but then okay. this time you saw me at the box. So it was a lot okay. more, like it was a lot more relaxed. The night that he saw me at, uh, what you call it? At the Goliath Comedy Club was. After a run that I did And I think that week I wasn't having too lack of a week And then the night he saw me perform I was just okay, I was up there again Because okay. I was like You know what I can't die in front I of my I find that at a mm-hmm. run When you do If you do a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday One of those Is guaranteed to be cuck And yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. your fault yeah. It's either the host is off Or the, the audience or It's a corporate it's audience yeah, yeah, yeah. And you just come out there And you say a thing And they're like Hmm yeah. Don't understand Don't understand mm-hmm. and, you've done, yeah. and you killed the night before But you yeah. saw You know what's lacquer You get on your bike and you come to work and you do th- you Carry do the Friday, Saturday, yeah. Sunday. You don't phone and go, I can't do this anymore. Yeah, you don't. I you shit don't. My, when I walk out there and I do my first line and I and I get like a shuffle in the chairs. Yeah. I'm like, oh no, <laughs> no. there's 20 more minutes of this shit. <laughs> yeah, so uh, the show started. Everyone was doing the thing. Nobody had an idea that he was coming. Only comedians had, like okay. knew that he was there. So that, like, do you know? He would, do you know that he would well, do almost two hours? Was that not? No, no, no. So here's the thing. He walks in. He comes in with all his guys. His guys. They all go backstage. They're chilling. And uh, beach, beach body, entourage. They go. No, they go backstage as well. Like okay. Pictures, you know, fan building like and stuff. And they get backstage. Why didn't I do that? And they say, and they <laughs> you were drunk on the stairs. Yeah, you were <laughs> wasted. Well, what's it no, called? Um, rookie mistake. Rookie mistake. I was mistake. in the smoking lounge. When I, do, when I come back, when I go to America and become famous and come back to Goliath, you make sure you're sober. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm probably going to do that before so, you, but okay. So they get backstage. And uh, the two of them are sitting there. They're listening to the conversation like Jason and what you call it were having. And at one point, Beach says he has uh, Trevor say to Donovan, look, who's going to go on after me? Because I, I plan on only doing 10 minutes. I don't want to be up there for too long because I don't know what it's Trevor says like. this. Trevor says I'm going to do mm-hmm. 10 minutes. It's mm. like, now I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> there are so many comedians at the club. Who do you put on after Trevor Noah? Who went on after him? Nobody. Excellent. Because it's an hour 45. <laughs> I'll tell you what happens. Like, there's, there's this thing called the Kit Kat Comedy Fest. We do it. It's myself and Trevor. Trevor arrives down to four nights at the movie house where they've done this thing. Kit Kat's done the yeah, thing. Yeah. And it's uh, Darren Maul and a few other comics. Yeah. Trevor gets there. On the f- and and um, who else was there? Uh, Eugene Yeah So it's a lack of comedy yeah, it's fest it's a proper comedy fest yeah. He comes there every night Listen I've got another gig after, I've got a corporate after this Or something We could have been talking shit uh, Can I go on first That means Every single comedian Had to follow Trevor And the guy walks on And he was just on that phase Where he had, had the show On the up yeah People yeah. stood up When he got on stage and I, cl- and I had to close that every night. Oh, no. And you know, you got your people like kind of walking out there like, oh, I've seen. Yeah, I, just, I, you know I came here for after, Trevor. He's after gone. You've come. What are you going to do? And your chick says, I'll give you 20 minutes to reload. <laughs> That's how the audience was. They were like, yeah. wow, he came already. We're going now. Yeah, we yeah. saw everything. We okay. saw everything. It was fucking. Yeah. And the next night I said to him, please, Trevor, tell me you don't have a fucking corporate. Can you just close for one night? He's like, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, so then he did the thing and then he killed it. But, but how, how was the how was the audience? Were they they were, they were so shocked? excited? It was weird. No, what I've what I've noticed. What is, is the excitement? South, South, are, they, South are they proud of him? Yeah, yeah. It, it's definitely a thing about being proud. But the thing about I feel like South Africans in general, we've been through so much shit and seen so much shit. We're not just gonna believe something just by hearing it. Yeah, they didn't. Believe. What happened was, yeah, Donovan went on. He's like, yeah, this guy's been doing comedy for a while. You may have seen him on a TV show. He's a young. He's up and coming. He's been doing well. I mean, he's, he's got the thing. Yeah, Completely, give it up for yeah. Trevor Noah. Yeah. So then people were like, yeah, and then oh, he they didn't out. really fucking believe. Then they lost their shit. Yeah. Okay. And the same thing happened on Sunday. 
Because the Sunday he came in slightly earlier and he was sitting like right at the Chilling back of the, the room. Back, yeah, yeah. yeah, and you can't see the box. Yeah, and you, you can't, can't see. see and he was wearing a cap like really no. deep into his head. And like when they called him on again, like yeah, ladies and gentlemen, Jason was so yeah, yeah I remember. Like, Give it up for Trevor Noah, and then went on stage. <laughs> Crazy, like, what Trevor? But then here's the funny thing: people keep coming to the door because it's after ten, and they still hear like laughter going on. So yeah. they're like, "Yeah, was the comedy show still happening? Can I buy a ticket?" Like, nah, it's sold out. Oh. Like, who's on stage right now? Trevor Noah <laughs> And then they're like Oh yeah, okay yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> sure. okay That's nice You could have just said You don't want to sell me a ticket that, that's yeah. okay. And then they walk out Like okay Cool By all means But I've, right. I've had so many of those stories Since we started doing this comedy thing Where people don't believe you yeah. That you can actually do these things A lot of people But you can't do that And like that I love that And mm. it's the same thing Jason talks about yeah. Don't tell me we can't do something Can't. We have yeah. TV shows coming uh, Real Gabozas now I think Donovan's hosted, Donovan, hosted yeah. again It's just It's happening So yeah. stop not believing it Just believe no. The only thing I didn't like And Robin was there Was that What they spoke about Before us Was the um, A day in the life Of a comedian oh, day in the life Of a celebrity I just uh, for, for all respect To Comedy Central For doing something Out of the ordinary Although it is an English idea like, I think it's oh, a that cool was a fuck the last, the I think it's a cool idea It's a cool idea But it's Because what happens yeah, Is they're, they're, they're melting way, two, two cultures yeah. Now they're taking It's a lack of story Because it's a little bit Of, of uh, reality TV Which everyone digs mm. So we're taking a celebrity So that audience Comes with then you take the comedian and that audience comes with. But they really should have done five minutes at Poppy's, five minutes at Kitchener's and filmed that. Because yeah. that's a better conversation. I would like to see Jeannie die at Kitchener's and talk to me often and say, this is how I felt. It was so weird. Got there. They expected I me mean, to be I mean, she Gigi. still afterwards a, was Robin, like, this else. was really fucking hard. For sure. But then why? they could have made it easier for her by doing three nights at Kitchener's. I don't know. Because you know, if you're I like not in it. Been, I like I died at Kitchener's so hard. No, no, like I'm still cool. too scared to go back. That's but you must go back. And I will. But think I will, about how better, how much better but, TV that would have been. Yeah, but she won't. No, because they don't want to see their their heroes die on then their own. Don't ass. come. Don't come to Parkers, which is an established. Parkers is an, is a let's call it a pinnacle venue for yeah. young comics. Yeah. For now. For now. Yeah, <laughs> and, and so is so is Goliath. But yeah. it's a pinnacle venue where you you strive as a young comedian, going, I want to perform at Parkers, whether you regardless that yeah, you know. Too. Now, they came down a normal comedy night and almost yeah, usurped the entire evening. Like I just we were wanted going, to go and hang out. And yeah. then I was like, oh, Comedy Central's here. You, went, you didn't have to perform that Kanye night. Kanye Mbao was there. She did well. I think Kanye Mbao did pretty well. She was kind of trained by John Fisson, but he said he didn't do much training because the chick is completely tenacious. She has no fear. Yeah. And she's funny. She is funny. But then I had, I had to close the evening and the guys, the guys weren't there to see comedy. The yeah. full 20 people at the table had their backs to the stage because they had already seen Jeannie. But I just that, wanted to go to Dylan and say, though, please. Because I don't think they're going to put that on, like, what? your set. No, and my set's on. No, nothing to do with me. Then they should have taken a night of their own. Don't have the other comedians. Because yeah. I look like mm-hmm. I wasn't a pro. Yeah. Because I come on there, I'm, like, doing my stuff, and they all mm-hmm. just... Mm-hmm. The one guy was heckling Suhail. But they won't remember you the anyway. Was, it doesn't matter, yeah. So, But they're heckling Suhail, yeah, and he's there to see. It was Jeannie's... Like quite a sort of loud friend that was with her oh, was heckling Sir Hale. Now Sir Hale's the, the nicest dude. Yeah, his, his comedy isn't heckle worthy because he's he's got kind of one liners and bits. Yeah, he's yeah, got a yeah. bit. And let, as an audience, you can see when a guy's doing a bit, and you can see when he's improvising. This mm. guy said, "No, Carte Blanche is actually quite a neutral program." <laughs> <laughs> he's like he made a reference to white like people. My guy, yeah. shut like up. Let white me people stuff. So it's his, it's his little joke about it's, it's Carte Blanche is white white people's program. Yeah. yeah. Um, generally speaking, it would be because DSTV subscribers ha- is a massive white base. So that's science. That's yeah. not racist. Science, no, yeah. Carte Blanche is actually quite a neutral show. Everybody watches oh, it. Uh, you just, you just need to go into <laughs> the stats and the demographics. You'll see the fact that uh, there are equal amounts of colors. That's your white, well. white voice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just I just used yours because yours sounded the easiest to <laughs> do. I sound like I'm on helium. Oh, that's what it sounded like. Yeah, it sounds something like this. Yeah, that's what it sounded like. <laughs> we had a Christmas party back in the day when, when comedians still loved each other. And for the Christmas party, I feel like comedians do, do still love each other. You just have to be love. cute and pretty like me. Okay. And everyone. Loves so here's the the premise. Would you do a, would you do a little a party gathering for just comedians? Just comedians. End of the year yeah. kind of tool. Yeah, I would. So organize it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Roman, do this. I also like doing these things, so I get, yeah, let me do so it. Get a little venue, so make some invites, and say you all come. No awards, can it's just a lunch. Can we get Savannah to sponsor it? <laughs> no, if comedians Damn. must. Yeah, hey, Dave Brew. Yeah, Dave Brew. Oh, maybe no, I'll, but they I'll do spot have like a sort of end of year party thing now. The comedian? It's, yeah, it's the Comics Choice Awards. Ah, uh, <laughs> come on. That's a, that's that a party. It's a party. We still have to go. We still have to go. work after that. I'm saying hire a restaurant. And we take it for the day, daytime, and we get Uber okay. to sponsor it, basically. So we just 
spoke about how I'm like really new in this whole thing, so I have no money for this. I'm just fine. I'll sponsor your lunch. Thanks. There we <laughs> go. Okay. That's and Eric's, and then, Eric and I'll put this together. But what I'm saying is, we used to do this thing where you did a five minute set of someone else's material. So you had to go and do They, they said they're going to do things. that at Kitcheners again. I, I actually want that to happen. It was very difficult because you watched yeah. how the guys, they thought they could do it. Like, you can go up there, you, I can do this, the set in terms of the words because I've seen the guy do it. Like yeah, yeah. Our, um, Not the same way he does it. But you had to do it the same way he does it. And the weird thing is watching uh, a guy do the joke and you're like, you just did it funnier. Then the L Prodges or yeah, the actual guy. Yeah, because yeah. you love the joke so much that you did it with, with, with almost like a, a loveliness. Yeah. A yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I love this joke that L Prodges does. Yeah. And then he, he did it. And that's for the comedian. He realized I lost my own love for my own joke because I've been doing it for so long. Yeah. To see it fresh again was such a lack of feeling because he went, fuck, that joke is good. Yeah. Someone, Kurt did it one night. He said, he said, watch this, Dave. I'm going to rip you off. And he went out there and did a thing I did about security gates. And Kurt did it. And I actually got a, like a lump in my throat. It's like watching your child. On stage, and he mm. said, "Do you remember that joke?" And I was like, "No, I don't." He said, "That is something that you must start working on because he just did my security gate joke." And I'm like, "That's fucking brilliant." That is fine. He goes, "No, that's, no, so that's cool. yours, Dave. <laughs> I'm trying to show you." <laughs> wow, <laughs> stuff. man, that's such a dope gag. <laughs> yeah, it's yours. Yeah. Is it really? Damn. I'm so proud. I should have slapped him. Do my fucking joke. No, but that's what I'm saying. They, they, they said. I remember when I started doing comedy. They said they, they used to do that at kitchen as no. like when they just started up. But it's not. It's not fun. It's roasting. In a sense, L- look, I feel like it's it's just it. Wait, let me let, let me find the wording on this. I feel like it's more honor than anything else. So imitation you've, is the biggest form of flattery. There we go. You've taken the time to watch my set so mm. much that you can. Mimic but it's kind my of what I like about it. It's completely. a closed environment. There shouldn't be a non-comedians there. It should be because what they do if they watched you and they go, "Why is Eric?" Because it will be, you'll die. Some of the jokes will. No, die. no, no. But that's what I'm saying. They used to do it in terms of they'd go with a hat and they tell the audience, "Look." Tonight, what we're doing is everyone is doing everyone else's set. They're gonna try. If you they can't to do it, well, they're gonna yeah. jump back to their own gags, okay. finish up, and then leave the stage. So, still, so the still audience still gets their twenty rand. So yeah, the audience. How much is kitchen? 30, thirty bucks. Yeah, thirty bucks now. Oh, it went up. Yeah. 10 bucks. It went up by ten. Yeah. That means that you had a, a twenty-five percent increase. Yeah, thirty-three <laughs> percent increase. Yeah, we had to because like people were drunk. No, was and it fifty? Because if it was from twenty. Look, that's part of the deal that I've got with any venue. Pay at the door, yeah. Because the worst thing is having a restaurant say to me, "No, no, I don't want to. I don't want to bug my patrons." So I said, "Listen, a, a microphone and a man speaking is the biggest kind of bugging of a patron. To yeah. ask them yeah. to pay eighty bucks at the end of their meal is much better, yeah. Because it's the worst thing having a guy there with his on his date. But also, when people like talking. pay to go into a place to watch comedy, then they'll sort of they'll watch there's invest- it. There's more, there's there's more a, respect, it's, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Because now they're yeah. going, I put yeah. money into this. Yeah. Thing. Someone else said up. to me, said, "Do you want tickets for Trevor?" No, I said, "No, I'll pay my bucks yeah. and go and watch it." Yeah. The guy is a professional. Can yeah. I you have go, the ticket though? Robin, you sound very, very destitute and poor. And, it's, and no, it's, I'm worried you can't go there. It's kind of late because now you're going to need a plane ticket as well because he's gone to the He's ICC. gone to Durban. He's in Durban today no, and tomorrow. Tonight he's in nope. No, it's just Wednesday, nope. Thursday. Wednesday, Thursday, Dome, Friday, Saturday. You've got ICC. an afternoon show that no, no one knows about on Sunday. <laughs> My house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I'll do uh, th- those kinds of things I want to try and organize. I want to do – we're having an inter – Eric, you don't know about this – an inter-podcast um, bowls tournament Bowls <laughs> At the Better View Bowls Club So Okay the Who's podcast, the podcast? Well at, at radio station Most radio stations now Apparently Have got podcasts Because they're getting cheeky And realizing that podcasts Are the way forward So when you listen to 5 FM They go If you missed our show Go to our catch up podcast You're like Oh really yeah. Finally working up to it There was so one we are going to have a radio station We're going to have a bowls tournament So those yeah. things I want Outside of comedy And someone said But do more comedy stuff I said no there's enough comedy shows There's enough Yeah there is I want that interaction Where we get to s- And also people can come and watch And see y- You can play in the bowl tournaments as well Against us So we'll be comedians And radio station people And we'll raise some money For a charity as well That's fine How about uh, no, Comedy end money. of year <laughs> Raising <laughs> money for Robin He <laughs> lives, in, Brian, he lives in Bryanston I don't No <laughs> I don't need to raise money. I'd like to have a job and work, but How, you, did you go for last Friday? You went for an interview. I went for an interview. What I think do you think it, happened? What, what did you do went, wrong? Well, no, I don't think I did anything wrong. <laughs> I just think that they're not hiring at this point. No, I'm kidding. I don't know. I don't okay. know. They're is just it because you're black? No, I think that is not. Hey, listen. What? Let's talk about this thing. That's Women's Month. Yeah. The man clubs two chicks at Cubana. That's news, my friend. Two, yeah, hey? was but Oh yeah, let's, let's, I won't, let's I won't say, I won't say, I won't say it's justified. News. I won't say, wait, before you do this thing, I, I won't say it's justified, but they did call him gay. No, but then if, I don't if a girl calls me so gay, I kiss her. Yeah. I'll, I'll just is bend this right gay? in it. <laughs> 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 I'll 
<laughs> you don't hit a girlfriend calling you gay. And then also, if you've no, got a little bit of homophobic vibes, if she's saying, because I can imagine that conversation. It's, that was two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. There's a lot of, I mean, we, I, I, we call you a mermaid and you've never hit me. Yeah, I'm just going to drown you guys. And that's day. fully mermaidian. <laughs> what, what would it be? It would be, is, is it racist? Atlantean. It's Atlantean. It's yeah, fishes. It's fully, it's fishes. It's full up fishes. It's fully fishes. Nah, it's pescatorian. <laughs> but last week we spoke we about how that chick clapped me and yeah. that was unprovoked. So you can unprovokedly beat up somebody. And yeah. did, the, did you ever go to the cops or anything about that? No. Because I was a and foreigner and they will, they'll kick us both out rather than I saw it happen in, in the States. I was provoked and I was at the point where I'm going, hang on a minute, if I hit this guy, I'm out of this country and never allowed back. Mm. Well, Rolf and Fearon had the same thing in, in, at a festival where a guy was, was totally out of control and, and he said to him, please, you need to calm down. And eventually he did go to the guy and hit him and the whole audience turned on him, turned on Rob. Yeah. He said, sorry, that's not, you don't do that in this country. Yeah. We, um, my friend's in jail in, in England for road rage. For yeah. Three months. Yeah. Sure. Not, not, um, Home arouse arrest is in jail jail. Do I do the news? Okay, now? so now listen, okay, I've got the, before wait, we wait, let me just play the, the. But this is weird, we're doing the news at the end, like the gap. It's fine, we don't have any. Yeah. No, it's fine, I don't mind. Okay, okay. okay, cool. Alright, let me just, can we just do the news, um, the news logo? Go for it. Yeah. With Eric Janssen. It hopefully is comedy news. <laughs> yeah. Okay, go. <laughs> It is four minutes to ten o'clock. My name is Eric Anson and this is the comedy news about the news. President Jacob Zuma survived his eighth vote of no confidence. Eight votes in eight years of presidency and this time they made use of a secret ballot and still the man stayed standing. Did but you ever shortly, think he wouldn't? But shortly mm. after, <laughs> it was said that all ANC members <laughs> who voted against them, though it was a secret, would be dealt with. Severely, regardless of the outcome. So the ones that know, so it's not yeah, secret. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. This is weird. This is the equivalent of going, okay, guys, nobody's going to know who voted. Go ahead and vote. Okay, we're going to go. On that thing, we're going to have to end on and that. Then, and then they voted, and then everything was done, and then they went, okay, but look. know who it was. He made it. He made it. He's still in here by 16 votes. And those of you that uh, voted against him, please stand. And then they all stood up quickly. Roman. It's like, we're going to moor all of you. And then some of them sat down. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we have to end on that because it's 9.57. But we managed, to, we managed the podcast with, without any actual guests. We did one, one more. Jason. One more. Can I, can I, Jason was here. Can I do one more? One go. More, one more story. Yeah, cool. So, wait, Fanny Carrick won gold again in the 400 meter uh, uh, sprints, which is blazing. And uh, colored excellence is a thing now. No, Trevor Noah, best yeah. comedian. I'm loving it. We've got to make Wait, more colors. I'm looking for, I'm looking for a black you know, person to make uh, uh, babies who else, with. Who else? Who else? Nice. Wow. That's, that's beautiful. Just Wade, <laughs> Wade, a.k.a. Uh, who's the other guy? There was another guy. Wade. Damn Robin. it. I didn't even check my notes. Properly. There's a lot of... There's, right. it's, it's happening. So it's a big colored thing. Excellence. Colored, colored excellence is a thing. Like but it. the biggest thing I'm proud of is that Wade is not from Brakpan. He's not a Brakpan colored. Because you know what a Brakpan... He's from Yeah, I don't know. He's from Cape Town. A yeah. Brakpan colored. The first thing you would have done with a gold medal was chrome it. Robin, uh, in, with Women's Day, I, I believe you never hit a woman. Never, ever. Especially if someone's filming it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Bye, Robin. Bye. I'll see you just now. This is CliffCentral.com.